what, what do you have against Craig? Craig didn't do anything to you. <laughs> he just fucking rolls in here and he's like, now recording. He's just letting us know. Then he's he dips out when he wants. And... Yeah. Craig's going to say goodbye. Him. Just leaves. <laughs> fucking ghosts us for another week. Boom, doom, doom. Now <laughs> recording. Yeah, it would be nice if he did say, like, the AOL goodbye. <laughs> it's the door shutting sound with like someone hugs <laughs> yeah. off. Is that really what what we need to do? We need Goodbye. to add that in. Does that need to be the thing that Craig does when he comes and goes? Can you do oh, that? Can you do that? I mean, I don't know if you can like tinker with Craig, but I like, so like, add the aim door closing that. to the <laughs> to <laughs> my soundboard. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> not to get into it or anything, but I am in the oh, Craig. Let's get into Discord. it. Mike. Let's fucking get into it. Okay, no, I'm just I'm in the Craig Discord, and essentially the what the is, program itself is is, it is just Craig, run. Is it just versions of Craig talking to each other? Craig fans, the guy, <laughs> the guy that develops, um, the guy that develops Craig. It's like it's just one guy just trying to keep this shit up, like sure, competing with whatever. It's it's yeah, an incredible service. Up. Like it's just a bear it's a behind the keyboard. But uh, he legitimately just hates keeping up with it now, and he was asking for someone else to take over. <laughs> oh no, I can't have a change a change of Craig's because if they fuck it up, I gotta find a new solution. Game of Craig's. Oh. <laughs> game of Craig's. When you play the game of Craig's, I don't actually know how that line goes because I only know it from <laughs> I only know it from Parks and Recreation because I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I don't know. I, I don't even I don't even remember that scene from Parks and Rec. Is that a scene? Is that like a promise? When he sits joke? on the Iron Throne. He, when he sits on the Iron Throne, I think Leslie gets it for him for his birthday. Yeah, for the anniversary or birthday or whatever. Yeah. It's not ring a bell. Is it a good scene? Like, do I need a? It's, it's a credit later? scene, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was like at the end. It's like it Ben thinks he's he just gets like the best gift for Leslie, and then she one-ups him by getting getting him the Iron Throne. <laughs> he's just, just sitting there, like he's like sitting on it. Like, is it the yeah, like, episode yes. where she no. gets Ron the door closer? Is it the episode like the Christmas episode? Oh, that's like oh, a it really might be. Early, that's a really early episode. I think that's is, it, pre- is that too uh, early for it? I think that's pre. I think it's too early. Yeah, it, I think it was. Either- it's either a Christmas episode or it's specifically or an- the Ben Leslie an- anniversary episode. Anniversary. Yeah. Hmm. I think it was the anniversary one. You made mac and cheese pizza? That's a thing? <laughs> I love a good mac and cheese pizza. Anyways, welcome everyone to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we talk about Parks and Rec too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Saturday. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Is it Saturday? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Saturday evening yeah, is uh, the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Desir. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Um, you know, it's funny. I This is definitely not the first time we spent an enormous amount of time on the episode talking about Parks and Rec. I, I would it's not a- call that an exorbitant amount of time. That That was like... That might have been one of the quickest intros in recent times. Well, then we'll just bring it back later. Don't worry. Well, the intros are still going, so there's still time. That is Mm. true. That is true. That is very true. Also joining us is the Fortnite father, Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? Does Mike only say something if we have guests on? 
Yes. Yeah, it, it, it really just like greases Mike up. He's feeling good. Because Mike doesn't want to talk like to us. I like talking to you. I, I've talked to you guys much. Like, I don't need to talk to you anymore. Like, between, people. between Discord, video games, and our group text, Mike has enough of us. But that's arguably right, too much of us. So Mike is happy yeah, to have literally anyone else to interact with. Uh, also, <laughs> meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> There's what I got killed by by a brute earlier in Halo and one of their like death uh like they always say something when they kill you. One of the things they said was something kind of like meets back on the menu. I forget what it was, but it was very it made me laugh because it's wait, it not to go on a tangent either, but did you get have you guys had a uh, a brute throw a little guy at you as a grenade basically? Not yet. Game? No, oh, but that oh, okay. rules. That, that's oh my god, it was so good. funny. He's, he's like, no, 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 no. He's, he's flying in the air coming at you. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> I, I will say that they've added so much more dialogue and personality to all the enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, they never talk that much. Um, yeah, like, it's the grunts, really. Yeah, and it, and there's so much more grunt dialogue. Like, it's just funny to hear everyone talking. Um, also joining us is the Disney daddy, Dominic Forty. Dom, how are you doing tonight? Um, present. <laughs> Nailed it. I was waiting for something Parks and Rec to come up. Uh, I was waiting for you are... to put your glass to your lips. Oh, oh. I got you. Okay, all right, all right. I know what you're trying. I, I can't drink get, on this show to, apparently. Trying to get that spit take. Trying to get that spit take. Wants a spit take so bad. It's not <laughs> happening. It's not happening. I need to put up a tarp if we're going to do that. Um, how much are you going to spit? <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's to a say? Lot. I don't know. <laughs> More comes out than what goes in. Let me tell you that. That's oh. what she says. Hey. I don't know. <laughs> this is a this is this is a good episode. You could already tell this is a good episode. But if you're not watching along on Twitch or watching the video version later on YouTube, you may have heard some other voices. We have two delicious guests tonight. The first. Jesse made a face. The I guess we'll go with Jesse I, first. I, I, delicious, <laughs> delicious, delicious <laughs> adjective I would have used. You know, I knew I was going to get eaten one day. I just didn't know it would be now. <laughs> it's right now. It's right oh. in this moment. Uh, returning guest, friend of the show. He's been on multiple times. He was on like a couple weeks ago, but we're happy to have him back. Mr. Jesse Vitelli, editor over at Prima Games. What's going Je- on? Jesse, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. You know, we're just vibing, just hanging out, talking about all this shit i'm excited to watch brendan spew beer all over his computer it's not it's gonna be a good time it's not happening okay likely story we'll see <laughs> we'll see challenge accepted and rounding us out new to the show but if you you may have you may have seen or heard eric on other things we've opened some packs together we've played some other charity streams together we've done some things but the one the only eric van allen you may know his words at Destructoid, you may have heard his sultry voice over at Blood God Pod or Normandy FM. Eric, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. You know, I just know that if a channel is going to get banned on Twitch, I got to be there at the ground floor to make sure it happens. So Hell I'm yeah. here to help in any way I can tonight. I love it. I we did love need it. some help facilitating that. So this is <laughs> like we could take the the coward's way out and just like play like copywritten music and just get DMCA into the into easy. the ground. Yeah, you, you got to get creative. You got to mm-hmm. you got to make it happen in, in, in the real, the real way. You know, by talking about. But I do have. Uh, yeah, no, don't <laughs> worry. I got some Beatles queued up and ready to go. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> Mike, who do you like better, the Beatles or the Monkees? 
Oh, boy. This is so tough. That's not fair. One of the monkeys like, just died. That's like asking whether you like getting shot ago. in your left foot or your right foot, you know? Yeah, it's like, really is the same yeah. outcome. <laughs> it, it's a real Sophie's choice. Um, you have she yeah, hated no, both her kids? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, but only one of them died. Yeah, Davy Jones is dead, too, though. New question. Yeah. Do you, which animal do you like better, beetles or monkeys? Ooh. Are beetles oh, animals? Okay. Well, yeah, for the sake of this monkeys. question, for all intents and okay. purposes. All right. All right. Purposes, they're, they're not humans and they're not fauna. So they're, they're not vegetables and they're not minerals. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> they're, they're minerals. We're all the same. Okay. So I would go with monkey. Okay. So you like the monkeys more. We solved the problem. There we go. There we go. There we go. Mike, name name one monkey song that isn't in Shrek. Go. Um, was Daydream Believer in there? It yes. was in Shrek. I said name I one that isn't was in Shrek. Shrek. I was <laughs> trying to remember if Believer I could remember. I don't know. Daydream Believer about... was in the uh, beat the Brady Bunch movie, right? Yeah. Wait, what Shrek? I think Brennan's thinking about. I'm a believer. That's what Brennan's thinking of. I'm a yeah, yeah, I'm a believer. And happy together is that a monkey song? No, no, that's a turtle song. Oh, okay, I have no idea if that's. I'm just saying shit. I my brain just <laughs> went to the Ninja just, Turtles, and I was like, huh? Just be positive. <laughs> just, just, just stay the course. No one's gonna fact check you on the show. You could really I'm gonna, say. I'm what gonna you look want. it up right now. I'm actually looking at a together. list of songs by the monkeys. Right oh now. no, Happy Together is by the just, Turtles. I was right. Wow! wow hey, really good, good for you. Good work. Yeah, all right, Mike. All right. What do you like better, monkeys, beetles, or turtles? As animals or as by, as bands? Who's to say? As I feel this is very important for the question. Variety. Okay. Well, if the Ninja Turtles are involved, then I pick the Ninja Turtles. All right, Mike. What do you like better, Ninja Turtles <laughs> or biker mice from Mars? Or street sharks. Street sharks. Yeah, that, that, that was what true. I was going to say. Street sharks has the right there because what they were jaws. What about samurai pizza cats? Oh damn it! Ooh, okay. No, that's we actually name other weird. anthropomorphic, cool. That was animals. all the. Th- what about gargoyles? Remember the uh... gargoyles? What about the mighty gargoyles? Ducks, gargoyles. But, like the cartoon version. The Cartoons were like they were space version. aliens. Yeah. What about the uh, the cowboys from Moo Mesa? That's also a thing. Um, I don't know what the, from. Are yo, I don't cows? know what any of this stuff is. What cows. about Lloyd in space? What about the beast now, that transformers? One the the beast beast wars oh beast wars yeah beast wars was great beast machines was trash what about the gears wars it's never about the gears it was never about the gears (laughs) what about people forget that this is this is off the don't get me started on animorphs messed up animorphs is i'll I'll grab a book i'll grab a book right now how many books do you have Uh, have he has everything the whole collection (laughs) i have most of them what's your favorite cover um, so I know book five with Marco turning into the gorilla was like the first one ever picked up and it's, <laughs> it's on my shelf still. It's super okay. tattered. Um, <laughs> like when we, I also when like, we, wait, no, hold on. I want to hear, I want to hear the, the other book. All right. Hit him, hit him with it. In the other books. Um, there was another one that I liked too. I guess the one. Right? Yeah. The starfish, starfish one. one. That, good one. Oh. that was the one where Rachel gets cut in half and like there's yeah. a good Rachel, a bad Rachel just yeah. running around. 
Mike knows um, so many specifics about Animorphs. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, Dom, pre-pandemic, we went to a Animorph-specific trivia night, and Mike knew a lot of answers. Like, Not only did oh. I know a lot of the answers, I remember specifically I got one right that the, the trivia writer got wrong. Like, yes. he, he said something, I was like, no, that's, I mean, that's wrong. He was like, he looked up like, oh, yeah, you're right. So, there's that. Uh, there was another good one. There was the one where Axe turns into like a human form of himself. There's definitely one I like better than that. An though. Axe? A no, Axe was the name Axe. of the like the alien oh. that was on there. Yeah, yeah, fucking idiot. God. <laughs> um, when we finally get through all of the video games that I own, Mike, you can then take over with back of Animorphs covers and we have to figure out what the animal what on the animal front they is. Turn into. <laughs> <laughs> the animal on the <laughs> that would be a I mean that would honestly I could just pick up a book, not read anything and just be like, just guess an animal. Just guess an animal. That is true actually. That is that is actually factual. Um but since Eric, since you're new to the show and since I, I would like people listening along to to engage with you more you know, uh, give a little drive-by of of who Eric is and what Eric does and 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 whatnot. Oh, oh I, I mean, the Fifth Amendment's supposed to protect me from this sort of situation. I mean, if you want to pass, you could pass. Uh, hi everyone. I'm Eric. I by day am senior news reporter over at Destructoid, where I do a lot of just news coverage. Uh, so I had to watch the Game Awards, uh, and cover them, which was uh, nightmarish. But uh. Then I also do a lot of like impressions, reviews, features, you know, typical things that people do at a website about video games. Uh, and then by evening slash night, I am also a sometimes Twitch streamer. Uh, I'm trying to reboot that. Uh, and then also I'm over at Normandy FM, which is a retrospective podcast where we are currently covering Final Fantasy X. That's with uh, Kenneth Shepard. And uh, I'm also over at Axe of the Blood God, an RPG podcast where I podcast weekly with Kat Bailey and Nadia Oxford. And we talk about RPGs and also just whatever stuff we get up to, uh, whether it is talking about like the news of the day or like the time I went to Disney World or weird stories about Nadia's fan fiction and stuff. It's a good time. So mm -hmm. uh, Dom, was, I, Dom I, just I, got back. Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say, when you were listing the things that you did, and you said impressions, reviews, and in my mind, I was, I was thinking... I was waiting just, to ask him his <laughs> best impression. Impression. <laughs> I was like, impression. how does that... It doesn't fit in with anything else. <laughs> yeah. My, my I best review other people's impressions. impressions. I do a great Ezio. Hey, I'm in the animus. I'm doing assassin <laughs> stuff. I'm Italian. I'm walking here. Yeah, forget about it. Weird. It sounds, like, it sounds like Chris Pratt's Mario. That's a really good Chris Pratt Mario. I'm a He's so cool. <laughs> uh, Dom also just got recently had gone gone to Disney. Dom is a big Disney guy. So okay, okay. So what did I do wrong? Tell me everything I did wrong. How did I mess up? <laughs> so uh, what's the rookie mistake of Disney? I don't know. Were you there for that? The new uh, Genie Plus? Yeah, that was a racket and a half. Yeah, that a was nightmare. I, I really love like trying to explain to I went with my family. So it was like my close family and then, you know, immediate family and then my my aunt. Uh, uncle and then grandfather and and lady friend and 
uh, I love trying to explain Genie Plus to them and realizing halfway through that's basically how Destiny works. <laughs> like, it's like, well, you've got you've got a thing that you subscribe to, right? And that gets you lightning lane, but only on certain rides and only under certain conditions. You have to know the timers for each of them. And then also there are yeah. additional lightning lanes that you can use, but those are a la carte and you have to pay individually for each one and they have time window slots. And it's like, Disney is gamified now. So Disney it's, has a battle pass weeklies and dailies? Like what is going on? This kind of. to dailies. Like I'm not kidding you. So part of the Genie Did Plus you level up? also... I, I am surprised that there was no like congratulations. You get an achievement that adds something because they had all kinds of stuff in the app that was like you can take pictures and I'll have special filters and stuff like that for Disney stuff. And I was legitimately surprised. And some Disney person is going to somehow find this podcast and like steal this idea. But uh, I'm legitimately surprised it wasn't like when you scan through Rise of the Resistance that you didn't get like a little R2D2 or BB8 that you could put in the corner of your photos that was like i rode riser resistance and all that and now that i've said that it's gonna fucking happen <clears throat> it's gonna <laughs> oh, like exclusive stamps and filters for the yeah yeah stuff. for riding the rides oh. and uh they're like one step removed from that uh is is what genie plus is did and you, you can buy also... the collector's edition i did not buy the collector's edition you know i just went for standard day one it, it's included with game pass oddly enough so you know i just <laughs> went that way See, I bought physical only because I wanted the steel book, but mm -hmm. like yeah. I'm never I'm always going to just use the Game Pass version. See, only Best Buy had that one. So, oh, oh I wasn't aware. Well, you paid 60 bucks for fucking. I, I you don't want to know how much I actually paid for Genie Plus because it was a daily subscription thing. So it was like, each wait, how much did you had it was, oh, was money. Uh, and then Jesus. every time you went into Lightning Lane, one of the a la carte rides, which were the biggest and most in-demand rides, that was additional money on top of that. So I'd be fucked if I took my kids to Disney because those kids just want everything. I, I'm, they're never going, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> more ways to get money out of you, essentially, which yep. it is Disney, but felt a little extra nefarious. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. I didn't know. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, I think. I, I remember you saying, Eric, you were going to start either rewatching or watching Disney movies you missed. Yeah. So I'm like halfway through that right now. So I, <laughs> this requires an explanation. So the place that we stayed was the, the French Quarter, the Port Orleans Resort, uh, which was really, really nice. I really liked it. Um, but the TV's there. Oddly, you would think that you go to a Disney resort they would put Disney plus on the, the channels, right? You think that you would have Disney plus access because then everybody going would be like, oh, this is fantastic. I can watch all this Disney stuff and then they go home and they get their own Disney plus like that just seems to write itself. Disney, like put me in charge of this stuff. I already know all the evil shit that you can do to get more money out of people. <laughs> um, but because I'm from video games, uh, but it's instead they just had kind of your normal like hotel tv sort of thing you know it, it was all disney focused so it was like espn abc disney channel like every disney channel you can imagine mm -hmm. and then they had one called japan tv japan tv was not disney channels disney channel movies in in japanese which is what i was hoping it would be it was like a VH1 that played music videos of famous Disney song numbers, like pulled from movies over and over, like it was an MTV or a VH1. And so I learned 
many Disney movies that I'd not seen in a long time because I've kind of been out of the Disney game for a bit. It seemed pretty good. The song seemed good. So I made a list to start watching when I got back. And so I've already watched Frozen 2, uh, which was okay. It was fine. It was all right. Yeah, I like yeah. some of the songs. I thought the music was pretty good in it. Yeah. I, the music, the music was hit or miss for me. I, I was well, I was trying to describe it to my friend, and I said it felt like they wanted to have multiple let it goes, and they couldn't Correct. pick which one they wanted to be the let it go Correct. of that yep. movie. And so all of them kind of feel like let it go, except for the ones that are obviously like more fun and goofy. I think those ones work better. And then I like yeah. the one where she is riding the ice horse and like goes into the cave and stuff. That was a good one. Yeah. But the other one was not very good. Um, I watched Moana for the first time. That was a wonderful movie. Oh my yeah. God. It's so good. I still, so I've good. probably seen it a hundred times. My kids watch it all the time and I it's still a, love it every time I watch it. It's a wonderful movie that, yeah. that was like, this is good Disney content right here. Um, I watched another one. That I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, but uh, I also rewatched Zootopia and that one's fine. Maybe not hidden as hard as it did the first time I'd seen it. Cause I'd already seen that one, but I just hadn't seen yeah. it in a long time. So, uh, I thought that was, that was okay. good in theaters. I have, I don't think I've watched it since it. It's not that it hasn't aged well. I mean, it is about like cops good and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah. it does have that going against it, but I don't think that was the reason it feels weird. I think it just, I don't know. There are parts of it that feel very good. And then parts of it that I think have just, you kind of see them in a more standard light rather than like a first time around sort of thing. I think that movie is really interesting when it's doing a lot of the, this is what animals are doing in this world and how they're living together stuff. I think the actual story. It's because these stars just took that concept and made it better. Like yeah, I want to see a rabbit have sex with like a, yeah. with a wolf or a, a fox and, there is legitimate, yeah. I mean, I, I might get canceled for this, but <laughs> there is legitimate sexual tension in Zootopia. Like there's, there were at least two scenes where I was like, they know that they're setting up a love story between these two, right? Like there is, <laughs> it's, they're not shying away from it. it. It feels very overt. And maybe this is because we live in a post Stars world, but uh, it was mm, probably, yeah. Did you watch so Coco or have you? Oh, Coco? So Coco is yep. next on my list. Uh, that see, that's, that is my favorite too. Disney movie of all time. Yeah. That is like my number one. So that, that one I, I, was one where I knew nothing about it, but I heard the songs and I was like, the music in this movie. Music's is so good. Incredible. It's so good. Yeah, yep. the story is is good. It's weird to look back on, like what mm. the movie is about. But I mean, I'm it is a good movie. I have watched mm. none of these movies. Just have um, some kids, you know. Oh, did I watch yeah. Tangled or did, did I just think I did? I don't See, know. I won't watch that movie. I, I'll, I'll tell Liam that that movie doesn't exist because I'm like, it's, I have zero interest. In it. Is it was good? Tangled is one of my favorites. Tangled's fine. Oh, really? Yeah. So he, that lantern scene? Oh. Stuck in my head. Um, it doesn't have bops. Todd doesn't want it. Todd needs it to have good music. I don't it know. It's Mandy Moore. I rewatched Toy Story. I do love Mandy Moore. I do love Mandy You just sold me on the movie. I love Mandy Moore. It's got Donna Murphy. What do you think of Toy Story is. when you watch Toy Story? Do you think Toy Story is... I think Toy Story is overrated, but I'm like in the minority. Um, So I was re-watching Toy Story 2 because while we were on a bus somewhere, uh, it was like a bus between one of the places uh, that we were going, and this one actually had like movies that it was playing, and it was playing the director's commentary of Toy Story 2. And I was just remembering how good that movie is. Like I really love... 
I think Toy Story, I probably would not enjoy like I used to. And I think I don't really have desire to watch Toy Story 4. And I watched Toy Story 3 once and was like, that's enough of that. Because that was a really, really sad movie. Yeah. Uh, but Toy Story 2 just has good beats in it and good characters and good jokes. Like they were doing the bit where they're trying to the whole setup is that Woody gets kidnapped, right? And they're trying to rescue him from the collector who's going to sell the whole Woody collection. And there's the bit where all of Andy's toys are trying to get across the street to the toy barn. And so they put traffic cones on. That bit is legitimately hilarious. Like, Mm -hmm. I have probably seen it 12 times at least in my life. And it is still really, really funny. (laughs) So, uh, I think that is like high high tier like Pixar right there. I mean, The Incredibles is still probably my favorite Pixar, but Toy Story Two was just stellar, just wonderful. Every you see Incredibles Two in a while. I didn't like Incredibles Two as much. I was gonna say, don't even bother watching it. Yeah, yeah, it was it, again had some bits, and I wouldn't say yeah. it was like a bad movie by any stretch, but it was also just. How do you top the first movie? I don't know how. It's... It was also weird with Incredibles 2, though, because like I, I saw it in theaters and there was like this whole pre-roll before the movie started where it was like all the voice actors being like, we we, we waited because yep. this was the story we always wanted to tell. Like we mm-hmm. needed the yeah. right place in the right time. I was like, that was the story. That was that, that was, was the thing we up. had to wait for. It like, was a weird buildup. Yeah, it was super weird. We wanted to really tell a story about how screens are taking over your lives. <laughs> say what you will about that movie screen slaver is a good like villain name oh yeah no it's a good concept it was just also like that i i it works fine if you were doing like the incredibles tv show but you're trying to stack it up against like one of my favorite villains with uh syndrome and the whole like self-aware Ozzy Mendez type character but also like former fanboy who got super mad which hey (laughs) Maybe we work in an industry with <laughs> yeah. a lot of mad fanboys, and that's a very understandable plot device. Like that's that movie just is so good, so incredible. Are you saying it's incredible? It's. It, I'm saying it's Mister and Mrs. Incredible. Damn, Damn. that's wow. That's that's thick. Um, <laughs> Shoutouts to that review of what was it the Incredibles two, where the reviewer was just overly horny for Mrs. Incredible. Yeah, and yeah that's right. Wasn't that like the New York Times review? Yeah, it was like everywhere though. Yeah, he was just like, "How can anyone watch this movie and not be lusting after Mrs. Incredible?" And I'm like, "Dude, you wrote this in a <laughs> like it's the the bit from this Mulan where he lights the fire. Like now, all of the world knows you're horny." <laughs> like... And they said journalism is dead. <laughs> um, but before before we pivot into tonight's main topic, which is the Game Awards, uh, damn, Mike, Why? you and Jesse really fucking you really said. Oh, you want to talk about a long intro? Here's a fucking 25 minute intro. Hey, you you challenged us and we said <laughs> fair, let's do it. Fair. Listen, it's a good conversation. It's a great conversation. I will never shy away from good conversation. Um, but this uh quick couple of housekeeping things and we'll roll right into it. This episode of the Fast Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area or the North Shore of Massachusetts on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday evening. You want yourself something hot, something sweet, something tasty, something fresh right out of the oven. Head on down to One Washington Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware 
of what a fatty is, check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. And if you do head down, let them know past the controller sent you. Um, the PTC Movie Club for December is The Matrix 1, 2, and 3. So if you haven't started watching those, uh, time's running out. You got, you got not a lot of time left in the month. The month is well underway at this point. So make sure to watch Matrix 1, 2, and 3. And we will also be doing a, an additional Matrix Resurrections episode in addition to the Matrix Trilogy episode. So you can look forward to both of those uh, towards the end of the month. And I think that's all I got for housekeeping. We'll just keep it. We'll keep it light. We'll keep it. Resurrection just sucks so bad, and we were like, "Fuck that movie was just no." Yeah, it's gonna be a depressing I mean, podcast. If it's if it's not if it's not worthy of a full episode, we don't have to do a full episode on it. Um, I watched those it myself recently and could not believe how much worse Revolutions was than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I still have. I think Reloaded is good. I, I cannot. Wait. I haven't rewatched it yet, but I think Re- Reloaded is good. I, I think it's a pretty good movie. Reloaded. I mean, maybe. I think people shit on Reloaded a lot, but I think Revelations is like just goes. I don't know. I don't know why it's so bad. The 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 war in like when they're in the mechs and everything. That shit's kind of just like, what are we? What's going on here? And I don't know. Are are the movies all the same like director and writer or no? Is it all the Wachowski? I believe so. It's even weirder because. I love that first Matrix so much. Like, it is easily Same. one of my favorite, like, in my top 10. And you would think that it, someone completely different had taken up the series after that movie. And, like, Reloaded, you know, like you were saying, it definitely has its elements to it. And I think it's better than people give it credit for. But Revolution's just. Woof. Just, I think the editing's really bad in it too, and I don't want to like go into spoilers because I don't know if Brendan remembers it or not. But I just think it's like it's pe- oh, no, it's very nothing. pieced together, very weird, and it's just kind of mm-hmm. it's a very depressing movie. I mean, in general, but I mean, it's a it's it's it's, it's I don't know. I, I'm excited to kind of watch it again, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the first Matrix movie set the bar so the bar so high that mm-hmm. like there's no way that they could have ever done anything after that to like. That movie was like, I remember going to that movie not knowing anything about it, seeing it. It was like my senior year of high school and like walking out of that theater and being like, that was the most amazing movie I've ever seen in my life. You know, it was oh, literally like. I was just going to say when I saw it when I was a kid, I was I walked out. And my dad was like, how'd you like it? I was like, that was garbage. That's too funny. He, he got me back with Pacific Rim, though, because we saw Pacific Rim together and we walked down. I was like, that was the greatest movie. And he was like, that sucked. And I was like, <laughs> that's, 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 that was me. That was you were not compatible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I also saw Matrix Reloaded with him in theaters. And I was like maybe 13 at the time or something. So when that orgy scene happened, like he just instinctively <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he was just like, close your eyes. And I was like, OK, I'm just sitting there like. Oh, this is good music that's happening. My parents used to take me to R-rated movies all the time, and they'd be like, turn your head. You know, they'd just, they'd just literally what yeah, they'd say. They'd be like, yeah. turn your head. That scene lasted far too long. I just finished right. watching, so re-watching long. Reloaded. It is so long. <clears throat> Awkwardly long orgy scene. Oh, What can we expect wonderful. from this orgy? I can't, I can't wait. Machines! Um, <laughs> so, the movie, like, let's have an orgy or whatever, or... It was like it came out no, around Eric the same time. As... <laughs> no, it was like it had a bunch of like B and C tier comedians in it, and I forgot who the big name was that was in it. It was in that like Zach and Miri makeup porno era of 
Oh uh, yes, there was another movie that came out with that at the same time. Yeah. Um no Great American Orgy. A good old fashioned orgy. And it starred Jason Sudeikis. And that was like the Weird. one big name on it. And then a bunch of like B and C. Oh, Nick Kroll was in this. Yeah, hmm. Ben Hardwood. Um <laughs> that's a porn star. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say Ben Hardwood is definitely a name for that movie. <laughs> the guy who plays Mike from Breaking Bad was in this too. Maybe I need to rewatch this. I remember it yeah, being right. surprisingly all right. Ted Mosby <laughs> sex architect. <laughs> um, so yeah, so if you want to hear us talk more about the Matrix, you can look for that towards the end of the month but i guess that'll bring us to the main topic of the evening which was uh, the game awards which just happened uh, a couple of nights ago uh earlier this week and i mean i don't really know even know where to begin with this because i feel like there's definitely a lot of opinions about the show overall and maybe certain awards and other things that that were a part of the show so uh, I guess, you know, we can kind of just go overall. How how was the Game Awards this year? Whoever wants to kick it off. I feel Not like it's the same thing every year. Like, I just mm-hmm. feel like we, like, know that it's going to be shit. We're just waiting for the, the commercials. I mean, it's pretty much what it's become th- at this point. It's like a junior E3, except it's not anyone, like, you know, breaking down the trailers. It's just we're getting constant trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for three hours nonstop. Yeah, it has no right being that long. Like, I just don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pacing of the show wise, like I like I know, uh, myself, Eric, and Jesse had a had some conversations uh, either that night or the next day about kind of some some thoughts about just the game awards in general. But I mean, pacing of the show for me personally, like, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person who feels this way, is just there's just so much there and in so much of it has nothing to do with awards and it just seems like they could restructure the show for it to be something that flows better and can can give the spotlight to both things like you look at other high high viewed events like you take something like the super bowl where it's a little bit different because yes there's also a game going on that people are tuning into but like people tune in also for the commercials for that and it's like you can structure this show to be sort of like the Super Bowl, where you're going to have people pay attention to the commercial breaks if they're these types of world premieres. You know what I mean? Like, scale down how many things you're announcing. Not everything that's shown there needs to be shown there. Like, some of those things are games we know about, not really anything new, you know, celebrities coming out to talk about a game that's already out. Like, you could get rid of a lot of that fluff, a lot of that filler, and kind of Parrot, keep these crazy world premieres that you're so happy to have and, you know, the thing that you build the show around, you can do that. But if you make that part of the show in a way that flows better and keeps people engaged and also celebrates the industry, I feel like you can have a really good award show that means something and not just, you know. I think that commercials. We're looking at it in a view of people who like we know people in the industry. We talk to people, but like most people don't give a shit about that stuff. They want yeah, to see, and, these, and I get you know that too. Like, they don't care about that stuff, and it's the same thing as the Oscars. Like, if the fa- the fact that like best supporting actor gets played off, like like you literally, it's like like one of the you know best actor. They like play these people off, like they don't even give them a chance mm-hmm. to speak. You know, it's like because they know people are going to tune out if they don't do that. Yeah. So it's it's like a double edged sword. It's 
I mean, I I get that part of it too. That there are people that are just watching it for that aspect, and that is what a majority of the show is. But I feel like you can pace it and structure it in a way where you can give the the platform to the people that are winning awards and getting honored in in the industry, and also keep all of the people who don't actually care about that stuff enticed and engaged by, hey, here's a new trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn, or here's a brand new game that no one has seen yet. Like, you can do that. You just have to want to do that. And it just seems like the show has just continued to evolve into something that is just about the marketing cycle of, <laughs> you know, celebrating all these things, which is cool, too, because I, I think all of us like new it, games. It, it, it just comes down to revenue money. that the show is making. Yeah, yeah money, money and views. That's it. That's all. That, 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 it's not really about the game culture and, like, people making these games. It's about them making their money off of this award show and getting viewers. And, you know, it's, they don't, I don't think they give a shit about any of that stuff. There's a way. So, so I was, I've been thinking a lot about it the past couple of days and like to Brendan's point of like, you can trim some of this, like they have a 30 minute pre-show, right. Mm -hmm. And they started giving out awards during the pre-show and putting world premieres in the pre-show. And at what point is that just part of the show? Um, if they're going to treat it like such, so right. why don't they take all of the games like you look at like Warframe and Destiny 2 and all these games that are just having like updates or expansions or whatever, put those all in the pre-show, cut the awards out of the pre-show, add your your updates and existing games that we know about in the pre-show. Then you can take the actual award show, slim it down a little bit and just keep the world premieres, like mm -hmm. just keep the new stuff in there. So that way, people who want to tune in because they know that the Warframe expansion or whatever is going to show up in the pre-show, they show up for the pre-show. And then they maybe they watch the whole award ceremony because they're already there. But, but then, what if Warframe's pitching in enough money that they want? That's, it, that's all it comes down to. It really that's, is. Well, that's, yeah. that's a, different, a different scenario, right? Because from what I understand is that like there's a pre-show price and then there's a regular show mm -hmm. price. And so if Jeff says, if you're a game that's already announced, you're in the pre-show and you can pay that fee and be in the pre-show because I don't think Jeff or the, whoever the board is that you guys, it, Jeff is only one man, right? I'm sure there's a group of people that help decide, mm -hmm. you know, what, what gets in and what doesn't. Um, I don't think they have trouble filling those slots no. in the, in the, in the, the regular show. And then if we're talking about money, I think like we need to look at, this show and be like why is it so extravagant why mm. are we spending all of this money if we're just gonna host digital trailers mm. like maybe we shouldn't be spending as much money as we are and like part of it is a prestige thing right like you if something looks extravagant and feels expensive then it must be important and i get that line of thinking but and this is something i i said on twitter and i've had conversations with some of y'all about this before but like we're coming out of a pandemic. We're still in a pandemic, but like we're, you know, light, light is at the end of the tunnel, hopefully. And like, look at all of the amazing stuff people have been able to do in their literal bedrooms with like almost no money. Mm -hmm. Like if we can, you could put on a, a exceptional productions without any of that nonsense. Mm -hmm. But, you know, here we are. But and does I prestige think we come that with that at, at the same time? Because like, I think Jeff Keighley has been very straightforward and, and honest about, he wants this to be a prestigious show. It's the Oscars of gaming, even though we're supposed to be saying, you fuck the Oscars and all that. But like <laughs> it is, it is an Oscars of gaming. And the thing that 
I, I've also been talking about and podcasting about and thinking about this for the last few days as well. And the Oscars and the Grammys have their own issues. Like the Oscars and the Grammys have tons of awards that they don't give out at the show that they give out at separate events or they just give to people. <laughs> they just mail you like, Hey, congrats, you won. And that's, they, they have their own issues too. But I think the thing there is that those entities exist outside of the industry in a way like the Academy is its own entity. And a lot of the appeal of tuning into the Oscars is seeing all these celebrities and winning the awards and stuff. It's very focused on those people who are winning the awards. And like you were saying, Jesse, the, the balance of marketing commercials to the people that are winning the awards is, is shifting. And I feel like this year was the biggest shift we felt so far of, they weren't even saying the names of the nominees. They were just putting the list up on the screen and then saying which one won. Mm-hmm. And they would do little speed run bits of them in between each. And I understand there's... So I, I tuned into a Twitter space. It was on like Friday or something that Keeley was doing that was like him talking about post-show and he was taking questions. And he pointed out that there were logistical issues in getting some developers there uh, just in terms of travel and also in terms of uh, like time constraints of having to do all the the nominees and bringing people up on stage that that specific aspect of it I can understand a little bit I'd still maybe be like telling them send in a 30 second awards acceptance speech is not that difficult but mm-hmm. you know each their own um what do you mean we had we had a minute long Jim Carrey choking a camera like why can't we have a 30 second I think those bits are fine in a vacuum because, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to have fun at the award show. I think it genuinely is a case of, I mean, there were commercials at the show. They're just straight up commercials. Like mm-hmm. there was a slot that was very clearly like, here's all the games you can play on Xbox Game Pass. Here's Nintendo bought a commercial slot to advertise all of its wonderful Nindies. And that's great, but that is eating up time over time. and. You you also then add in musical performances and you add in little bits that you do with a dude in a pot suit and you add in and add in and add in and add in. And there's stuff in that show that I don't think. Like, I'm sorry, the Elden Ring thing wasn't really anything. The The Horizon Forbidden West stuff wasn't really anything. Yeah. So it was a lot of stuff that was new, but those games come out in like two months. <laughs> so yeah. like, was right. anyone really? But then you flip over to twitch chat and they're like where's the world premieres i'm just here for world premieres and it's it is two different worlds and you know the dice awards don't get the viewership that the game awards do the the gdc stuff um even the the independent game developer awards that go around don't get the viewership that Mm -hmm. this does it is our most public facing that we are outside of e3 as the industry and so i think in one respect that's something that Jeff should probably at least be a little bit more cognizant of and make efforts to try and showcase these people because like when Studio Zom won for, I think it was for best story for Disco Elysium, they got to go up there and they had a cool speech and they shouted out Marx and Engels in their, in their, uh, in their speeches. And that was like fun. That was cool. Like a lot of cool speeches and cool moments have happened when developers are given stage time mm-hmm. and, I would love to see a time breakdown of how much it was developers on stage versus anything else on stage. Because I imagine that over the years that 
slice of the pie has gotten smaller and smaller. Yeah, it, it definitely has. I mean, they, they did get allocate seemingly more time to like creators in the space, like content creators, which I don't dislike that part. Like I was happy to see like, I feel like they gave, you know, Khalif Adams spawn on that me like cool. a good, yeah. a good piece there. And like, they got to highlight some of the conversations that he's had in the past two years and promote that type of stuff. And there were a few other snippets like that of people that were in the future class that I appreciated. Yeah. Cause I'm like, Oh, these are like good breakout highlights of specific people that they're kind of showcasing as, you know, Hey, th these are some of the people that exist and do cool things within the industry, within this space. Um, and I like I agree with pretty much everything that you and Jesse are saying in, in regards to a lot of these things. And and a big part of that is like because there's the the spectacle, because there's the, you know, quote unquote prestige and because there's the viewership there. I feel like if if Jeff makes the right balances to pacing and what is shown and what gets time on the show, I feel like you could really, really, really showcase other amazing things about the industry and give developers winning awards chances to speak up and have those moments and i think those things can also be impactful on a mainstream bigger scale and not just mean stuff to the people who care about that you know what i mean like mm -hmm. I, I feel like there's a, a way to balance it without cutting out you know all these big world premieres and all these things um, i think there is i personally don't i i don't i think the gaming community and i don't, I don't want to like you know pigeonhole the, all everyone but like it's a very toxic community they don't give a shit about these people like when they don't like a game they come out and say this game fucking sucks fuck these people fuck like what are they doing again and again they just want to see i think that jeff knows what he's doing and this is why he's leaning more into what he's doing i think the show needs to be way shorter but uh i don't think tap i don't think he's ever going to go more into the developers more into the the content creators because that's the the audience watching this take out the people who are in in this you know bubble that everyone's in that we're in take out it's like i always use this comparison of the craft beer world i think everyone drinks craft beer like me i'm a small little bubble compared to everyone who drinks fucking like sam adams and everything all the time people just don't care they don't care about that stuff they yeah. want to see no, the shiny I mean, toy you're, you're, you're not wrong and and another part of it is the money i mean if there's money to be had with whether it's devs and publishers paying for slots in the show like what whatever it may be and and there is outside of jeff like jesse and eric both mentioned there's a board and that board is there to make monetary decisions make business facing decisions and that stuff is going to most likely continue to cut into the things that we would like to see get more time on the show so I just I, think I, I come from a point where it's like he says it's a celebration of our industry, mm, but then doesn't showcase yeah, the, it's definitely not. the industry. Yeah. Like, the like industry, yeah. his to me, to me, it seems like his version of showcase is show trailers. Yeah. Which like, yeah, a bunch of people worked on those games and like did a lot of really great work. Like video, making video games is a. Very but like. I don't think it's truly a celebration when you have. When, when you're billing people like Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss and Jim Carrey and Ben Schwartz, and like those are your your ticket sellers, and I get like people will tune in to see those people. I understand that, but like I feel like on one end you're like looking at the industry. Jeff's like talking to us, and he's like, "This is for you guys," and and whatever, and like we got you, and like I got you, and like we're gonna do this whole thing. And then the actual thing is, here's all these celebrities, here's all yeah. these world premieres. But like when it comes to 
y'all actually talking like no we're good like we're, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna fill it with trailers i and i get that it, it's a it's a foot in both worlds yeah like you have to keep the lights on which is why i'm like why don't we just scale this thing back just like overall let's scale it back let's look at it again let's try again and let's move on or don't call it the game awards call it something else summer game fest that's branded appropriately good job but like the game awards is not necessarily what this actually is but i i think there is a way to keep both feet on both sides and still have a show that the majority cares about like i know we talked about this but like you have Simi Lu go up there and present an award and have a little monologue. But what if Simi Lu's up there with someone from the future class? What if it's him and Blessing having a little mm -hmm. dialogue? Like, that is the correct way forward. That shows, hey, all of the people that don't care about all of the other stuff and just care about the world premieres, here's your Marvel actor, and here's some guy that maybe you don't know, and maybe you won't care to know after this little bit, but maybe there's a small percentage of people that'll be like, oh... I, I like that blessing guy. Let me look him up. Let me check it out. Whatever. Like, whatever it may be. Like, those little, like, chance moments could make a better show overall. Like, there's there's 50 people that are featured in the future class, and we only saw, I don't know, maybe eight of them during the mm -hmm. show. Like, so you only know about the full future class if you care enough to go look online. How many people are actually doing that? The same people that are wondering yeah, why there's no awards. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same it's, people it's, that are wondering why there's no awards. It's the people in the bubble, like I keep mm -hmm. on saying. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. it's not like the people outside looking yeah. in. It's the people that's it's it's just I, what I it think is. That's and just what it ultimately comes down to is just like there there is there is the two sides of it. There's the people that are in the industry that care about that stuff, and there are people who are just average consumers that care about the new game coming out, which is also fine to be that person. But I feel like the the job that someone like Jeff in the game awards has in, in its, in the idea of it is they can try to get those two different bubbles to merge or interact at least. And that would be the most important thing going forward would be for him to make some sort of intersection in there. It's never going to be the same bubble, never, but there's a way to make them collide. And I feel like yeah, the yeah. show actively diverts from doing that. And I don't want to keep on bringing up the Oscars, but like the Oscars, like the viewership of the Oscars, like year by year by year has rapidly declined. So it's like, I don't know what the viewership is for the Game Awards, but I know that like, clearly the Oscars can't figure out what to do to draw in an audience. And I think it's like a award shows in general are very hard to figure out, I think, mm -hmm. and try to figure out how to pull yeah. in that audience to view it. You know, it's. I don't. Do we know what the the ratings were for the video game awards? Was there any kind of feedback? Uh, I don't think Jeff has posted this year's yet, but I think last year it was yeah. eighty million across everything. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it, that's it, like, probably it doubles well. the numbers. The, the yeah, okay. it usually does very well every year. So I can't imagine this year would be any different. Um, but all of that. I was watching stuff, on Twitch, and it was like five hundred thousand just on Twitch alone. Jeez, and that's not even including like, like Jesse was, uh, you know, live streaming it with with uh, Alex Stadnick over at Game Informer. So it's like, that's not even including all of the people that are watching people co-stream it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. there's so many eyeballs on this thing. Um, it, it is definitely a very, very heavily watched uh, yeah. event. And it, it's on Twitter, Facebook. Like You can watch it pretty much anywhere, I think, at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, But all of that aside, how are we feeling about things that, that were shown or, or awards that were won or, or not won for that matter? 
Um, Psychonauts 2 was robbed. Yeah, yeah Psychonauts 2 really was. 100%. Like, that I was is, so my mind. mad about it that. Is, it is real disappointing that it didn't pick any award up. Like, I, like, me and Jesse talked about this earlier. Like, I wasn't expecting it to get Game of the Year. I wouldn't be mad if it got Game of the Year. I kind of thought it would. I was hoping they would go out there and just kind of wanted well. it to win. Right? Mm-hmm. I think Psychonauts 2 is better than every game on that board, hands down. I mean, Returnal wasn't in there, so yeah, I agree. I thought Psychonauts was... If if Returnal wasn't in there, Psychonauts is like my game of the year, probably. Psychonauts is probably my top three, for sure. I would like to shout out a Tales game winning the best RPG category and it just getting completely glazed <laughs> over in the middle of multiple <laughs> other awards. Barely any recognition. Mm-hmm befitting the tales series yeah (laughs) question for you eric if if wildermyth was up for that category would you have wanted wildermyth to take that i I would put it up if only because i think that wildermyth would probably fall better under the simulation strategy category i consider it more of the same way that i think XCOM's not an rpg i think it's a strategy game i would put wildermyth in that even though wildermyth has a lot more like traditional RPG mechanics than something like XCOM does and the lines get blurred very easy, but also Wildermyth wasn't in any categories. So the whole thing was a farce. So mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so this is just my I, ignorance, but like, I didn't know Kenna was like a quote unquote indie game, but is it considered an indie game considering it was backed by PlayStation? Like I'm confused. Oh, you're, you're kicking up some discourse that goes around all the time about it doesn't make any sense. To me that indie. Yeah. 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 Like that, that I, cause I know that uh, Jesse talked, a lot about is it inscription yeah inscription. devolver did yeah, like that, I feel yeah. Like i've heard nothing but amazing things about that game and i feel like that's like a truly i mean I, i'm going down a well where like it's probably like fuck you it's an indie game you know but i don't know like I'm, i feel like you're being backed by playstation is that really an indie game i, I, I just mean, don't, I don't uh, know. In, in the same case backed by devolver digital which is like a multi-million oh, dollar trading yeah, yeah they're huge yeah, yeah. Yeah. publicly yeah. traded yeah I yeah, mean, I would also like, be in. Trust me, this is a well <laughs> to yeah. fall down. Yeah, right. like, like I wouldn't consider at this point Minecraft an indie game, but like it was an indie game when it started. Um, and like, like Cuphead was also like Studio MDHR is independent and they own the IP of Cuphead, but like Microsoft funded parts of Cuphead, but I'd still consider Cuphead an indie game. So I mean, it, it's... by that same logic, Bungie is also indie. Mm-hmm. Which is like, it's, again, yeah. you know, it is, <laughs> yeah. it is nebulous. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's the line that you draw, like, it wasn't backed by a heavily mm-hmm. backed enough company. Like, where do you, yeah, right. you draw that? Whereas, like, Wildermyth is about as indie as you can get because it's literally just a group of like four or five people that put this project together and are out there and it's on Steam. It's scrappy and like that's as indie as indie gets. But, I don't really have too much of a problem with Kana being called indie, if only because it was indie enough. I I probably would call it like a double A game, but yeah. you know, to each their own. That's um, the thing. I feel like the the term double A has kind of disappeared from from games, and I feel like there's there are some like mid level indies that are probably at this point like more double A games, but the, I guess the branding is a little irre- irrelevant. Double A usually these days just means like it's a janky European RPG. <laughs> also, like Cyberpunk Fall or something. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Stacking those awards up though, Kano won Best Indie, and then it was also like, and Kano also won Best Debut Indie, and I was like, yeah, yeah, they do that. Okay, a lot. yeah. 
Same with... But, uh, but not only that, it wasn't it? the best indie or the best debut indie. Come on, like, give a little Before love to eyes. some of these other other, other games out, out there. To Before Your Eyes, yeah. Before Your Eyes was robbed. Well, your I mean, eyes is probably my number two, if not number one game this year. If you want to get into it, like, it's this is the problem with every awards ever, is that the more people that are voting on a thing, the more everyone has to compromise, and you're going to end up with a list that doesn't have anyone's number one at the top, but has everyone's number two, three, probably more likely number four at the top because it's the thing that everyone can agree together. They played it. It was good. It was of quality. We can all vote on it together. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone can agree on this. And when you do it at the scale that the Game Awards does it, I'm honestly surprised Resident Evil didn't win <laughs> like that. I would have right. picked that 10 times out of 10. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we talked in ad nauseum of awards not getting the stage, but the, I think the biggest surprise to me, I mean, Deathloop won a lot of awards, which some of them surprised me. Like, I feel like, I, I feel like it shouldn't have won best. Did it win best narrative? I think it won no, best it narrative. Life is Strange won oh, best narrative, right? No, no didn't no, Guardians? No, Guardians, Guardians won Guardians best narrative. Won best narrative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Life is Strange, what, what, Games for Impact? I'm pulling up. Here's all the winners from the Game Awards 2021 written by oh, yeah. Eric Van Allen at Destructoid.com. Oh, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, guardians which which i just finished recently like i i don't know if it would be maybe it'd be in my top 10 probably in my top 10 the more writing not best narrative oh but i'm best writing okay yeah i think it's writing is exceptionally good like mm-hmm. the character writing it does and the way they all kind of banter but i don't know yeah. if the actual story of that game is is anything the, to write home the about. voice acting is good in the game too like i, oh, I enjoyed okay. I enjoyed a lot of parts of the game. I just thought it was a little too long, a little boring too, but like the part points. I just did where you are in the cave system with Mantis and she's kind oh, of yeah. driving we were, you around. Yeah, when you're on the Mantis. So, yeah. 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 Mantis is really good Mantis. in the game, just in general. Like I wanted yeah. Mantis yeah. to stay around the whole game. I, I wanted was like, her to be a new like party member. Yes. Like, yeah. oh, she needs to hang out. Like, let's kick Drax out. No, I like Drax. <laughs> Um, at first i couldn't i couldn't de- like drax was too much for me but like as the game went on i was like oh actually i really like this drax like this drax yeah, is good. I like drax. <laughs> they do things with him in a way that the marvel movies won't because they have batista and it seems like i i've said this before but like i like the guardians of the galaxy movies a lot but i feel like they're going to stay very star lord centered for a while and um the thing i liked about the game was that it felt like each of those characters got to have their own little stories and arcs that you went through. So like, yes, you went through the whole rocket is a jerk because thing that you do in guardians of the galaxy volume two. But I feel like that arc works better in the video game because you get to really explore that stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to keep jumping back to Peter and his thing with his dad and all that. It, like it just yep. felt more natural the way those characters developed. Like the bit with you have more time when you're them. nowhere is yeah. so good. I don't know. I feel like if you look at them, yeah, yeah. If you look at the team when you first go into the game, and then you look at the team, like at the end of the game, they have all changed. Mm -hmm. I just feel like all of the all of the characters had a lot of development in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and good development too. Like all, like I didn't feel like any of those stories were like and and brushed aside, brushed aside, or poorly written. And between each other too. I mean, Peter, the Peter and Drax thing is awesome. Uh, you're talking about when they're on the the ledge and they're looking out. Yeah, that's like yeah, my yeah. favorite scene that's in the game. They're so like, good. yeah, so good. Yeah. And Peter uh, and Rocket have a good like back and forth too. Mm-hmm. 
I will say uh, It Takes Two winning Best Family Game was a bit weird. Just a bit So there was weird. discourse around this. I don't know if you caught it. I, I probably saw it. some of it and ignored it. Um, like, yeah, 12 minutes was rubbed. Yeah, yeah 12 exactly. Minutes rubbed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was it was that thing of like, um, like people were saying like, oh, just because it has adult themes doesn't mean it's bad for kids. Um, but also like that is a game about parents getting divorced and how it messes up their child. And look at the other four <laughs> games in this category. Yeah. <laughs> They're so all like, Nintendo games. <laughs> <laughs> so like it winning best family game is like kind of like, I don't know about that. Also like, you know, families can be all different sizes, but that is very clearly a two player game. Mm-hmm. I don't it's know if that like really game. has any weight. Yeah. I, I feel like that is, that is just, it's cool. It's a cool game from the outside i don't know i haven't played it yet but um yeah weird we just a weird one to win that category yeah i mean it's also a weird one to win game of the year in my opinion like i just i i think so i i know there are people out there that love that game but i just like when you think about something that encapsulates the idea of like oh this is the best game that came out this year i just don't think that that game has that like I, I would, I would, I would have to sit down and listen to someone's real argument for why that game should be considered the best game that came out in 2021. I think ba- this is this is going to be a stupid uh, like complaint, but I think based on the fact that like, let's just say you don't have anyone to play that game with, you fucking can't play that game. Like you can't go online and like find someone to play it with. Like you know, like so Sakurai posted the best tweet in a while that he's posted because he because like in his like Sakurai presents he can play he can clearly play Smash Brothers with one hand on each controller because he's incredible at everything apparently but he posted a picture of him holding like two PlayStation controllers one in each hand and saying like I guess I'll play it takes two or whatever <laughs> very good uh, uh, I'll also say you know it's a good year in games when you look mm-hmm. at best performance and Giancarlo Esposito is probably the like least impressive performance on this list. <laughs> yeah, he's been in that game too. Like I just beat that game and he's like probably like 20 minutes in that game max of screen time. But, but like Eric Amori in Life is Strange was exceptional. So Both good. of the leads in Deathloop were who, like who the highlight the award? of the game. Uh, and Lady then Demetrius, Maggie Robertson, Maggie Robertson. Uh, as Lady D from Resident Evil, which which also like, has very little screen time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say spoilers aside, but makes an impression. And that's uh, I think when Stadnik and I were streaming and we were like, oh, I wasn't really expecting that. And then I was like, well, if you're on the screen less and you make a bigger impression, you're more likely to stay with somebody than you are. If you are because it's it's less time if you if you nail that performance, there's less time for you to like have lulls and have sort of like less interesting stuff going on. But if you're just like all killer, no filler for like an hour of that game. People will remember that. I mean, so, it's physical, the physical Lecter effect, right? Yeah, it's, that's like, exactly would, what Stadnik said. Yeah, he he's like, barely in Silence of the Lambs, but he won an award for his performance because every team, every time he was on screen, it was like incredible. It was electrifying. Yeah. So, like f- physical features, clearly aside from that character, because people were also into that. Like, oh, mommy makers. I, I, I feel like <laughs> Sorry, I feel like. Brandon, what are we talking about? <laughs> I feel like Lady <laughs> D mommy, became I mean, mommy, yeah Hannibal. I mean, We're mommy. calling it Hannibal. Uh, I feel like Lady D became like an iconic resident. Yeah, character. absolutely. Like before the even game yes. even launched, she became one. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Oh, speaking of Resident Evil, did y'all see the um, the 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 tea the the discourse that's been going on around Resident Evil? 
Clearly no. not. I'll just tell you about it. So, <laughs> um, in the game of the year medley, when they do the orchestra and they do all the nominees, mm-hmm. there's footage of Ethan Winters walking in third person. And that's not a thing that happens in the game. And then Jeff with the eyeball emoji tweeted a screen cap of that, the orchestra playing that scene. And so now people are trying to figure out if either a, that's a little bit of a tease of what the village DLC is going to be, or (laughs) if some people are thinking that Jeff or whoever cut together the trailer reel for resident evil village accidentally pulled modded, modded footage from a YouTube video. Oh, geez. That'd be amazing. I hope that's the case. I hope it's a ladder. Um, but yeah, there's like it's like two seconds of like Ethan Winters like walking up to a hillside with a with like the castle in the distance. And um that scene in the game is in first person, it's not in third person. So people were like, What is what was that footage? Where did that come from? And so mm-hmm. now people are speculating and Jeff's calling attention to it, which makes me believe that maybe that is a little tease of of the of what's to come. Because we, we still are getting village DLC. Yeah, I forgot. I completely forgot. It's been so long. Yeah. Oh, Inscription the, got robbed too. Inscription did not win best sim strategy. Went to Age of Empires. Fuck out of here. <laughs> what um? What won best music? Uh, best. Near replicant, the, right? Yeah. So best, best audio oh, near, with yeah. Forza and best music or score or whatever was near replicant. Okay. P- I feel like people. I feel like near sickos love their music. I, I'm Hell really yeah, baby! Oh yeah, we do. It's what so was it, what was the I other got the category? vinyl right back there. Wasn't there another big one in that list though of like the scores of the year? What was the other games uh, that were people? People were pushing for Guardians. Yeah. Um, is there, what which, else like, was there though? Like, I feel like there's another uh, game. That, like, so best score slash music was Cyberpunk, Deathloop, Near Replicant. Marvel's Guardians and the Artful Escape. So it's probably the Artful Escape because that's like mm-hmm. I actually thought I, I, Artful Escape was great, but I actually thought Cyberpunk music was really good. I still listen Cyberpunk to that soundtrack quite a bit. Oh man, I I I personally love Death Store, and I think Death Store is probably my number one game this year, if not like in my top three. But like Death Store also had fantastic music. I would have loved to have seen that, you know, at least get nominated in that category. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sonic. Colors. Um, it's so fucking bad I, I when i was buying it on black friday todd told me not to i was like nah it's on sale yeah, I told him I was like, do don't waste your money man it's it, it is literally one of the worst games i've ever played it's really bad it's really bad steve um yeah i mean o- overall the award i the last thing about awards that i have to add is of all the awards that get pushed to the pre-show, I'm so confused that Games for Impact was part of the pre-show. That just seems like yeah. an award yeah. to highlight during the main show. Like, it mm-hmm. just, like if you're going to have a show that barely showcases the awards, it feels like Games for Impact is a great way to like highlight games that are doing interesting things in the medium. And, and those to push speeches that. are always so yes. impactful. Like, wasn't wasn't one year, I, I never played the game, but it was like the game, like, Coffee, something for a dragon. I think it was what, Cancer? That dragon, Cancer. Yeah. 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 Um, Like, that was part of the show, and that had a mm-hmm. segment, right? Like, yeah. the, that award in Celeste also was that, was that 2019? Celeste got it, and 20... Celeste had a segment on it? 18? Or was that 2018, I think you're right. Yeah, and, and yeah, like, like those are some of the most like impassioned speeches 
that that's low hanging fruit. That's like here, like you can cherry pick this. This is something that can be very easily like here's a good example of like the good that happens, especially like when video games, especially in this year, they've been brought up in major court cases and like big trials and like big, big events in, in, in the world as like negative things. It's like I'm I'm pretty sure in the Kyle Rittenhouse case they mentioned video games as being like a negative influence multiple times. Yeah, they tried so to like, pin it on that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like you you have this like very easily marketable thing of like, look, video games can can be this message. They can be these things too. And it's just fucking baffling to me. But I was more mad about it because before your eyes, I believe, was only nominated there and it got snubbed, but I thought it was in Best Debut Indie as well. I'm double checking that. Right. It only got one uh, it, nominee, so nomination. So wherever, which, whichever oh, then it was the best. Two. Then I think it was Best Debut. Oh, then. it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't Games for Impact. Okay, it was, was not that the speech that they they flashed wrap it up on the teleprompter that everybody saw? No, that was um, accessibility. That was Forza, I think. Yeah, oh, that was accessibility. Better. Great. Which and not only they were like great speech. What a wonderful speech. yeah. It's like oh, no, I think Jeff used the word important. Here. What yeah. an important speech. <laughs> yeah. It's like get the that fuck out of here. Kick them off the stage after like twenty seconds. Which like it's I don't like, so profound as the cane is coming out from the side of the curtain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to show this new dying light trailer real quick. So get out of here. Um, it, I, I don't want to like dogpile on Jeff because like we had said before, like all of these decisions seemingly aren't just Jeff's, and like obviously it's a live show, so like you have to kind of move things along in a certain way. Yeah, and, no, like, of, course, of course. It, it is what it is, but. At the same time, it's like cut someone else's speech short. Do something you, else fucking short. You make room for the things that are yes. important. Yeah. And if if this was a show where they made room for the things that it's clear that accessibility and impact and those awards like were not of priority yeah. to them. Cut the fucking pot walking out. Cut the fucking pot. Like that you whole know. Elden Ring trailer <laughs> sucked. It was for like a very specific audience. It's probably the opening cinematic of the game, but like it didn't need to be there. It had no impact. It was a boring CG trailer. Trailers for impact. That's a new, that's an, a next year award trailers for impact. I'm also, just, I can't, I can't wait till we get to the point of the game awards when it's like best, best moment from last year's game awards. Like, cause you know, that's coming. But wait, I do want to shout out one thing that happened at the game awards and we got a release date for tunic and that fucking rules hell, hell yeah. yeah and also Cuphead. persona for arena, for arena Ultimax. Ultimax. yeah hell yeah oh i, I hope that has rollback oh i, I meant to look is it not is it coming to everything but xbox i meant to look yeah yeah so it's coming to playstation switch and steam damn and digital only, right? I don't think there's. I don't think they're doing. This is a uh, noob question, but is that game Japan made by the same people who do Guilty Gear? Yeah, it looks like yes. it is. Okay, cool. So I'm definitely buying that one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and apparently, and there's three potential. No. So well, that that line, I did some research. Uh, that line just refers to the DLC characters. So basically, that whole paragraph they have there that's like, it has all this stuff in it. That's just all DLC that came out for Ultimax over oh, time. Oh, okay. Like Adachi's story and stuff like that. So Adachi is one of the characters that got added afterwards. So they're basically saying, like, you buy this and you get the whole thing. But it is version 2.5, which is a new version of the game. So it's an updated, I'm assuming, balance fixes and hmm. possible mechanics stuff. Who knows? 
but that game is like I frequently pointed to it as a game where even newcomers can learn it and start to feel like they're doing cool things right away. And every character feels very distinct and plays like themselves. Like one of the, one of the guys from persona four, uh, his whole thing is baseball. And so you are like accumulating strikes and runs and outs and things like that as you are playing the game. And the better you are playing in your baseball mini game, the more damage you're doing in the fighting game. And it's really cool. Uh, it's just a wildly inventive game that yeah. I'm very happy is is getting an actual release. That's pretty dope. But can somebody tell Master Chief that baseball is not a not a lifestyle? Or what did you say, Jesse? Master Cortana Chief. is not a personality trait. Not a personality trait. <laughs> <laughs> baseball is not a personality <laughs> trait. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, I mean, I guess we can kind of go over what everyone was excited about for things that were shown off or revealed. Um, I'm I'm just very happy. I think Dom is on the same camp here as Cuphead Delicious Last Course finally getting a release date is prob- mm-hmm. probably my favorite thing shown. June seems far. I it really does. Yeah, it's going to be here so fast. It's enough time for them to push it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just happy they, that like, we like, got like, to see it again. Jump and parry the two as like i I think we got i think we got some uh we got enough time to push it one or two more times fine i'm fine with it i'm just happy we had to see more of it the the boss fights look incredible i'm like i'm so excited for that so i am confused by the dlc for a couple reasons like when they originally announced the dlc they were like it's one new island uh like a new a couple new bosses and some new charms and then uh, obviously uh chalice playing uh, playable yes that seemed like pretty and I don't want to like diminish it, but that seemed like pretty small scale. Like that was like, okay, they're doing like a, a pretty mini, mini version of Cuphead. And mm-hmm. then they keep delaying it. And part of me is thinking like, have they expanded their scope on this thing? I That's think what I, I said the same thing. Yeah. I think they may have expanded a little bit, but I think the reality of the situation comes down to it's simply just because I'm assuming it is hand-drawn animation. So like for right. all of these bosses, it's like they are hand drawing every animation that they can go through i would have to imagine that's what's been the real hiccup in delays is is the animation i almost wonder if chalice is going to be able to be used in the old bosses if that's what's causing oh and they and they add her into that because now they have to redraw all of those bosses with her animation and if there's new charms and that changes the animations for those then they have to redraw the animations for all three characters for the previous game this is why i asked y'all see y'all had the answers because damn uh, in, in my in my brain it was like okay yeah like i feel like we're at the the point where it was like announced in 2019 or 2018, the DLC. Yeah. And now we're, it's going to be 2022. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how long was the development of Cuphead like from announcement to release? Like, I mean, are we just getting to the oh, same level? Of, I don't, and granted, there's a pandemic happening and yeah. it complicates things a lot. But I don't know how closely you were following the launch of like initial Cuphead back in the day, Jesse. Like but back like when it was just a boss rush before they started yeah. adding to it. Like we, we've been like closely keeping an eye on that for a long time. And like the original game, continually got delayed and delayed and delayed yeah. and it was kind of the same thing it was just yeah really, I feel like, we played right. it like three times at pax before it even yeah. came out really. so that's what i was curious i was like is, yeah. is it longer than the dlc yet in terms of time from announcement to release so uh, going on like three years yeah probably i will say what makes me sad about the cuphead dlc finally getting a date and coming out is that like 
I'm sure Studio MDHR will make future projects. I just don't see it ever being this style of animation, at least. Maybe they'll do more run and gun games, but like I don't see them ever going down the road yeah, of Yeah, this is a tremendous this. task. It just it's mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like something that they again, I'm happy they did it. The music's incredible, the art isn't is is amazing. There's really, really nothing else like it in video mm-hmm. games. Like I just don't really see everyone anyone ever doing that again, unfortunately. Um it was also, announced in twenty thirteen. It was released in twenty seventeen. So four yeah, four years. Yeah. Um, what if the next epic Mickey was handed on Jesse? How how much would you fucking? How would you? I would I would I would go back and play the original two. There was two of those. There's games, two, so yeah. There, there's both a, of there's those a DS one as on well. I don't know if it's just two or if it's. Do a I have separate to play Kingdom spell. Hearts to understand Epic Mickey? Yes. Yes. Oh, only, I, gotta re, only, I gotta replay Kingdom Hearts then. Only well. Dream Drop Distance. The uh, rest that's you can like skip. the worst one. Um, <laughs> in the mobile but game. When during the Cuphead DLC announcement, I thought it was Bioshock for a hot second. Uh, only because the background oh yeah was okay. like the buildings yeah. and the thing and it looked like it was under i was like oh and they're like and like the cuphead music and like bioshock music in terms of like that era of stuff yeah. i was like Especially just kind of fits yeah and then Makes like sense. you immediately re- and then the drummer just has the cuphead logo on the mm-hmm. drum like oh, okay You're never singing mind. like delicious last chorus, yes, chorus. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it very quickly changed but for a second i was like oh maybe we're gonna Speaking do bioshock. of getting caught up on the lore I think I need to play the first Alan Wake now because that Alan Wake two trailer looked pretty darn good. Yeah, so I just I just repl- I just replayed it. Uh, I bought the the it's it's it still holds up like really well. Really, uh, but okay. it's like a straight up like, but it's also a straight up action game. It is like yeah yeah it like nonstop action like just enemies after waves of enemies and it's from what I from what I've been reading on this it seems like this game's like trying to take it a different way yeah I, they they said said survival survival. I think it'd be good yeah, yeah. they said it's going to be remedy's first like true survival horror game yeah yeah it'll so, be great i'm um, i'm hopeful i feel like alan wake's always been like that cult classic that people who've played it love it but like no one's fucking played it i feel like after the success of control mm-hmm. maybe more people that wouldn't have played alan wake will be like oh it's a new it's the next game from the people well, that make control and, let me check it and out control had the whole alan wake expansion mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like like it it from what I have gathered from the people who have played Alan Wake and that DLC is that like that DLC seems like it is hinting at what Alan Wake 2 will be about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that makes sense, right? Like you're going to do an Alan Wake expansion. You're going to do an Alan Wake 2. Like let's yeah. make those well, things talk to each other. But Alan well, Wake Rem- 2 had been kicked around for a while too because I think at one point there was a prototype or something that was out there. Um, but like the idea of a sequel to that game had been kicked around for a bit. Yeah. And then Remedy ended up moving on to doing other stuff. So. I'm glad this is coming back because I think Remedy is like quickly becoming they're they're going from being like that kind of double A to being a full on triple A in the sense that Bungie has. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting to see them do that because I think, you know, I still haven't finished Control and I need to play Alan Wake. But every time I play one of their games, I'm like, these are really cool, interesting, neat games that just feel distinctly different from most other stuff that studios are doing. Yeah. So, yeah, Crossfire X, baby. Listen, <laughs> I, I played it for the first time this year to completion. Quantum Break is is pretty good. It's like pretty good. Quantum Break's like, great. The, the the mini show in between is nothing special, but the game itself I thought was really it, good. It has some good ideas. What's that I, actor in the Sean Ashmore? Is that who's in that? Yes. There's yeah. a there's a couple people in it. It's got the dude from uh, Lance the Reddick. And lost, lost. Lance uh, Reddick is like one of the main characters. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it is it is it Charlie Can from Lost? Monaghan? Charlie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dominic Monaghan, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think Remedy has also publicly said that they're like connecting all of their games. Like there's like the Remedy gaming universe. So like all of these games oh, are supposed yeah. to take place within each other somehow. So they're also making like a co-op. I'm assuming left for dead type game in the control universe. Cause they put out like the concept, the art for it a little while ago and basically said, we are making a multiplayer game in the control universe. And that's on there as well as I think they said there was something new coming in control universe as well. Although I can't remember. Yeah. Crossfire X. It. Yeah. Crossfire X. Yeah. Can't I mean, Remedy did make one crossed. of the greatest franchises ever. I mean, Max I, saw, Payne, they said. I saw a single player story demo for Crossfire X a long time ago and that was the last time i saw anything about it you know that's and the biggest game like in the world it's it's a pretty like it's a really the base crossfire right like the uh, multiplayer the has like 50 million version. players or some crazy number like that in like China. it's very much one of those games where like it's being played a lot in other countries where especially like mobile gaming is much much yeah. more prevalent than mm -hmm. it is here um Remedy is one of those studios that I'm surprised and maybe the conversation has happened. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it has happened, but I'm surprised that's a studio that Microsoft didn't scoop up. I feel like that that would fit into their Isn't like they're, they're all buddy buddy with Epic. Them? Yeah. Oh, well, Epic, Epic has I money mean, on there. Epic is the publisher of Alan Wake 2, aren't they? Oh, well, there you um, go. Remedy Entertainment signs with Epic Games to publish two new multi-platform games. This is from 2020. Oh, I do remember. I, that, I think actually. Alan Wake 2 is one of those games. Because at the end of that trailer, it flashes Alan Wake 2 or a Remedy X uh, Epic Games store. Um, the first project is Remedy's most ambitious one yet, a AAA multi-platform game already in pre-production. The second is a new, smaller-scale project set in the same franchise. Both games are being developed on Remedy's proprietary state-of-the-art Northlight game engine and tools. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if that says Alan Wake because also saying that's in the same franchise unless they have another Alan Wake thing coming out. Uh, so Alan uh, Wake unless the 2, second unless the second was the remaster. Alan Wake 2 is exclusive to Epic Game Store on PC. I know that that um but I'm looking at the uh see I'm looking for some industry sites cuz usually they will have like those specifics in there. Uh in October of this year, Epic Games published the remaster of Alan Wake, and now the two companies are working together on a sequel. According to people familiar with the deal, Microsoft originally approached Remedy about the game, but Epic offered significantly better terms. That is coming from Jeff Grubb at GamesBeat. Uh, on Epic Games' website, the publisher for Alan Wake 2 is listed as Epic Games Publishing. Interesting. That Epic money works. Look at, look at Square Enix. <laughs> Seventy dollars yeah. on the Epic Games Store, baby. <laughs> for what? For for Final Seven Fantasy Seven remake? remake, yeah. That's um, not officially confirmed yet, but that's what the store is saying on its front page. If you look it up, so has it also still not gotten its Xbox release date? Isn't it supposed to come to Xbox next year? I don't. It was supposed to come after a year, wasn't right? it? Yeah, I think it's a year exclusivity. The exclusivity ends. That doesn't it's mean that they're then Xbox contractually obligated to bring it to that platform. Interesting. Interesting. I yeah, could see I them. Was... I could see them doing like a integrade and remake, like like package, like a one. Maybe it's maybe that's, it's not a physical you, that's release. What, that's what integrade is. So integrade is like the the seven. Oh, it has remake in there too. With okay. intermission, which is the Yuffie stuff, plus all the like graphical upgrades and all that. That's 
because I had to look this up because I was writing this new story and integrate is what they call the package of all those things put together. And that's why it's called seven remake integrate on the PC, which is going to get real confusing when we get to Final Fantasy seven remake part two. (laughs) Yes. In 2026. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when we're all dead, it's going to, it's going to come out on, it's going to be a launch game for the PS six. So yes. (laughs) Um, I mean, outside of that, I, I, I wasn't really super excited about too much. I mean, I was the trailer for that Star Wars game looked incredible. Like I was super excited. And then my excitement for that game immediately disappeared. Oh, Eric wants to talk about Slitterhead. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I can't can wait for that. surely take that. You, you know what's ex- fun about that is the initials are SH. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, uh-huh. just, they're just keeping the Silent Hill train rolling. They really are. It's that it's was the trailer that also said Silent Hill in the opening. It's it's from like, because it's from the creator. It's from Kishiro yeah. Toyama. So yeah, and Boca Game Studio. Uh, I've I've been looking forward to what they've been working on for a while, and this just looks oh, like they already had me with girl turns into creepy bone monster, and then that like rock intro comes in, and it's just the most PS2 ass thing I've seen in a long time, and it it looks great. I'm. I'm on board for whatever they're doing. The, the only way I'm ever touching that game is maybe a charity stream just because I don't play horror games. Like when that was on that screen, I was like, I don't, I can't really fully pay attention to this. This is too much for me. I don't need bone spiders chasing me down the street. Um, the, the one, the one gameplay segment we did interested in was suicide squad. I thought that game, I, had, that game had a pretty good showing. I'm happy to see gameplay of that. Cause I had no opinion. I had like no, anything for that up in like in previous reveals because i don't i, I want to see gameplay not cinematic yeah but rock city doesn't make a bad game like they don't make bad games but in a post avengers world i am looking at everything with scrutiny <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um, it looked neat if you were gonna if you were gonna like tell me two years ago hey there's gonna be two games coming from square enix one of them is an Avengers game that's multiplayer, blah, blah, blah. And one of them is a Guardian single player game. Which one are you going to like better? I'd be like, oh, right. for sure. The <laughs> Avengers game. Oh, definitely not. Uh, definitely not the case. Uh, I'll just say that the one thing I didn't like about the Suicide Squad trailer was that it felt very post Whedon like writing where everybody's doing their quips all the time. And, you know, Captain Boomerang tries to shoot Flash and he's just like, why don't you just mail the bullet to me? It's like I I was watching the Giant Bomb watch along afterwards and I think it was Voidberger said something about like, is everybody just Spider-Man now? And I was like, yeah, this is kind of like that. I think that's maybe one thing Guardians does well is it lets the characters be quippy, but in their own personalities and within their own boundaries, like Gamora doesn't really do like snark. She just gets mad at people because they're being jerks and not helping out. And like Drax is dense because Drax is dense and Rocket's always mad at people. But like, I think when everybody is doing the quippy snarky thing, then you just, it feels homogenous after a while. They probably have nothing to work with with Captain Boomerang, you know, like, cause like in the Suicide Squad movies, he's pretty fucking useless. Like there's like nothing. I feel like there's not like much to work yeah. with with him. Such a bold yeah. choice to put Captain Boomerang in a game right. where you can be it's King like, Shark. Like yeah. no one's right. gonna pick exactly. Captain anyone Boomerang. else in the video game where you can play as King Shark. I mean, Deadshot. Look, I'm sure he'll be really fun to play in that game. 
Yeah, they all look. I, and that I was still the thing believe, I took away is they all looked interesting. I still believe, and this is I, we've been I've been saying this for a while. I think that you're going to be playing as Batman in that game as well because it's connected to that universe. I think that he's going to be one of the only like uh, justice to people that that's not held by Brainiac. Or if he is, yeah. like, don't, even Don was saying the other day that like maybe he's like the first person you save and he helps you because like if it's if they're connecting it to that universe, I I'm, I find it hard pressed that you're not going to be able to play as Batman at some point. Oh. I'm gonna look this up, but I think they said Batman's dead in this universe. No, that's that's other game. That's, that's the other one. Yeah, that's still. Yeah. Oh, is it? Um, but Harley Nightmare had that... like one of the tools Harley had was like a bat glider looking thing. Yeah. My thought is that you'll have to like turn the rest of the Justice League before you go after Superman. Because mm, yeah. the Suicide Squad really don't have a a shot. No, against yeah, Superman no by themselves. Yeah. Oh, he's he's missing in this game. Makes mm. sense. So he's dead in so one. I wonder of them. if he's, he's the missing only one. In the other. <laughs> I wonder if he's the one that's not turned, and you have to go yeah. find him before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think in the other game too. I think that he's going to be like the last person you fight. I think I don't think he's really dead in the, the Court of Owls game. He's going to be like the fucking person you fight at the end of that game. That'd be really funny for them to have two games that come out where like Batman is the misdirect I mean, in both of like them. The <laughs> right? Yeah, for real. <laughs> I just, I think it's I mean, bold it to have... I wouldn't put it past them. No, neither yeah. would I. It's bold to have a Justice League game where you have to kill the Justice League because honestly, like, six of those are going to be really hard, but you only need a toaster to kill Aquaman. So, I mean, like... <laughs> yeah, what right. <laughs> um, What about the Wonder Woman game? Like, I, it's it's from the people that did Shadow of Mordor or no? Yeah, so they're From apparently it's open it? world. Yeah, apparently it's open world, and they're using the Nemesis system, uh, from the Shadow of Mordor games. And I was like, trying to rack my brain for like what that could possibly mean. Right. I, was listening, I think I was listening to the Easy Allies podcast, and they were saying it'd be really cool if like you had to, since like Wonder Woman is so powerful, like kind of like Superman, where like the you're like like saving citizens is like one of your things that you have to like worry about and it'd be cool if like you didn't save someone and then like the nemesis system was like a family member of them like tried to come after you or something like you were creating Mm. enemies by not being able to save people and like or like public perception of wonder woman goes down there's like a meter right like a like a a morality meter or something like that was how you work the nemesis system into it that'd be kind of neat but Mm. they they haven't done anything with that the nemesis system since the second game right like there hasn't no, really they been wrote any like games 40 or... patents to try and get it to <laughs> to finally pass and i think it finally did um but that was one of those trailers where it was like we immediately knew it was wonder woman because you see like the the gauntlets or whatever you're like oh wonder woman and then the trailer just keeps going yeah it's like okay that's her belt that's her crown like okay <laughs> we, we get it we'll wrap it up <laughs> and then at the end it says wonder woman and it's like that that was it that was the, we, does we, indiana like, jones exist does the Indiana Jones game exist oh, at this point? The machine machine games one? Yeah. It's like I mean it exists. But that's Todd's a studio can, Todd's, that... Todd's convinced it's it's not it, it's getting cancelled and I don't understand no. why he thinks that's they announced that they said it is very, like... very, very far. Yeah. Okay. yeah. How, did they, how long ago did they announce it? Was it last year? Oh, so, oh yeah. it hasn't been that long then. Okay. And, yeah, and that's a studio that, that, that right. does quick turnaround from like showing you gameplay and stuff to putting the game out. Who's the audience for that game? For Indiana yeah, my Jones. Dad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that, that's that's people who like Uncharted. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's Xbox Uncharted. Like that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. Listen, they tried to do Xbox Uncharted by making an exclusive Tomb Raider game. It didn't work out 
the way they and, wanted to. So they're doing what they needed. Jones. Any more Tomb Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. It's it sucks because two Tomb Raider games were very good, and then they messed up the third one. I never played the third. The no, first one either. was like the first one. That game fucking blew me away. That game was so that good. Game. That game was incredible. Rise is very good. I think Rise is my favorite of the three. I don't. Uh, I think I only played like half of Rise. I don't think I ever finished it. I, I only thing I didn't like about Rise is I felt it was like more of the same of the first game. But it, I don't know. The first part of it is, and then it really like expands out in the second part. And I feel like thematically, it's also very interesting because the first game is very much, you know, Laura is going to learn how to survive, and that works. I think, but kind of loses its luster. Like, I think it peaks when you get that section where she busts down the door and she's like, I have a machine gun now. And it's like <laughs> murdering all of them. And I love that scene. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that point, like it kind of loses the whole, I'm going to become a survivor. Like you, you just massacred an enemy base. <laughs> like you, you're past survivor now. Yeah. And also um, the, by the time the third game rolled around, they were still using the tagline come the I was like, yeah, no, I am the Tomb Raider. Raider. Yeah. <laughs> I've been the Tomb Raider for two games. There is one really incredible cutscene in the third game, just on its own, where you're like fighting one of the big bads and you tumble off this like I think it's like a bamboo walkway or something, and you both land in the water. And it's the dude is like trying to like get away on the beach and his like leg is messed up. He's like trying to crawl away all scared. And Laura just like rises out of the water and it's like the fire oh, is cool. all behind her. So she's like just full phantom coming out of the water and like slowly walks over to him and then just like murders the shit out of him. And I was like, that was the <laughs> coolest thing. Oh my God. And then the rest of the game just sucked. So, uh, yeah, definitely it's, one to skip. It, it like that character you could do so much with and it feels Mm -hmm. like they need a studio that can really just take that and run with it and honestly i would have said that idos montreal was not the team to do it because they did shadow of tomb raider but after guardians i'd be a little bit more optimistic about how they would handle it so yeah the problem with tomb raider now though is like especially with those games not being super old is it like do you make a sequel to that or do you reboot the character again right I think you would have to, I think at this point you just say, because that's what they're doing with the series that they're making is they're saying it's like taking place after shadow of the tomb Raider, where she is like the tomb Raider now. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think if you just do a story that is Laura trying to deal with stuff and then try, try, they tried to address the whole, maybe it's bad that she steals relics from ancient civilizations to put in museums. Maybe that's like not a great thing for our protagonist to be doing. And Shadow of the Tomb Raider tried to grapple with that and failed miserably. So mm-hmm. um, I I think if they tried to do something where it was less like Laura is that steals artifacts for personal gain and is more like the, the do-gooder type, you know, rolling around trying to take down the big evil... Like, like like Mission Impossible, where you have that like organization that the main character is always fighting against, and it's always every movie is just something new is popping up from them. You could take it that way. I think it would work. But I could see them working. Know. Is there anything else from the Game Awards that anyone wants to talk? I'm about? probably the only, I'm probably the only one, but I thought um, what's it called looked really good. The uh, we talked about the other day, not GTA, but with Saints oh, Row. Saints Row. Yeah. yeah, I thought it looked cool. That yeah, looked good. It looks all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm 
look like? It looked like, graphically. It looked really nice. You know, and it looked like yeah. like really, yeah, it looked really. Uh, I mean, give me one of those games. And I mean, GTA Six is never coming out, so you know. No, nah, but you're getting Doctor Dre. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, week. I saw that. Yeah. Anyone else? I need to watch. I need to watch Sonic, the first movie. Oh, you still haven't watched Sonic? It's enjoyable. It's a fun time. It, it, I was about the second one. The plot doesn't make any sense. Like, don't follow the plot, but it's a fun time. Oh, I only so want to watch, watch the second a film one for, for an hour months. and a half. And I like it. Have it's a good plot. Movie. Yeah, I enjoy Did it. You, say you only watch the second one for what? Sexy Knuckles. Yeah, uh, right. Oh, yeah. Idris wanna... Elba out here, like, I'm trying not to make my portrayal <laughs> sexy. Like, yeah, you can try. Yeah. Yeah, good I luck. Can't, I can't <laughs> wait next year. There's going to be so many sexy Knuckles costumes at Halloween Spirit. Like, come on now. Oh, my Idris God. Elba could read an Excel spreadsheet and I would spread my sheets. That's, that's hey, got him. <laughs> uh, we banned from Twitch yet? How's that going? I, I wish. <laughs> Is Clip it a that meter? Up. Let's Do make we that... have to like yeah. tally it up? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a it's a red meter. That thermometer is not full yet. Um, anyone else? Anything game awards related before we wrap things up? No. Mike, are you sad that Space Jam: A New Legacy got snubbed? That there were no nominations for your game of the year? Um, no, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm a little disappointed, but you know, a lot of a lot of us in the industry were, you know disappointed by how the game awards were handled so uh space jam the new legacy being snubbed like that is not a big surprise okay. this is fair okay. but fair space jam a new legacy is also like above the game awards like it's transcended agreed yeah, it doesn't need definitely. the game awards yeah. yeah as far as as far as space jam a new legacy is concerned the game awards are just glorified razzies for video games like exactly they don't need to show up uh, uh, I think my most disappointing thing from the past week is finding out that the Garfield thing about him not being playable on Mondays. Playable on Mondays. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. Like, I'm, that would have been incredible. That is a bummer. It would have been really amazing. Would've, would've just, been just go amazing. all in. Yeah. yeah. Just I, go all I, in. I, I said this on Twitter, but the pro meta is actually you can't use Garfield on Mondays. Like that's what the pros do. They can't. They don't play Garfield on Mondays. They have to. They have to pull their, trouble if there's a tournament on a Monday. Yeah, they got. They got to pull out their pocket invaders in if they want to play on Mondays. They can't. They can't be using a Garfield on a Monday. Are any of his moves lasagna? I haven't watched. I, yes. I don't know if they've have they shown the trailer for. They did show his. I think there was they a did, yeah. yeah, I think his. I think his down special. One of his specials is like him eating lasagna. Hell yeah! And I think oh, one I of them is pizza. Oh, are all his moves food related. Well, no, when he throws it, when he throws a teddy bear, whatever he has, and then you can pull it when back. He, oh, he throws Pookie. Yeah, Pookie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember the name of the teddy bear from Garfield. <laughs> and he also he also attacks you with a um with like a turkey leg, and one of his moves is him tap dancing. Okay. Are any nice. of his moves Jim Davis related, or Jim Davis house related, <laughs> or do they involve uh? <laughs> Certain uh, excretions from another. <laughs> <laughs> now we're banned from Twitch. Now we're getting yeah, right. banned from Twitch. No, we actually just got like featured on the front page for talking about Garfield. I don't know. Yeah, we're weirdly page. enough. Um, number we're the only Garfield streamer right now. So, <laughs> right. number one I, Garfield cart streamer. Let's go. I, I I find that very hard to believe. There's some Garfield sickos out there. So before we wrap things up. We have to end with 
everyone's new favorite segment, which is what's in the box, which I know everyone here knows what what's in the box is. But for those of you listening who may not know what's in the box is, I pull three games off my shelf. I read the back of the box. The panel here gets to guess what they think these games are. And whoever gets this correct first gets the point. The scoreboard as it stands is Todd is leading the league with five points. Dom and Mike are tied seven, with three seven, points. Seven, seven, no, seven. Max Payne doesn't count. Max Payne does oh, not count. Jesse, uh, Jesse Vitelli over here rocking two points. He scored two points on his last appearance, so he's on the board with two. And Cameron Hawkins, front of the show, is also closing out the board with one point. So, Eric, you have a chance here to not only get on the board, but even place a little bit higher than Cam. So, we got, we got, we got, I have a fourth game here pulled just in case. Just in case. A bonus game. Just in case. Right, we'll I like see. it. Where we in get. case it's another Kirby situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in case in case anyone gets stumped, I do have three stumps, which is again, I'm trying to pick games that I think somebody could get, but you never know. You never know. So without further ado, what's in the box? Respect, uh, I will say, for this game, you do not have to get the full title. Mike, you're gonna play the song clip. That's a hint off the bat. Yeah, yeah, what the hell, Mike? Yeah, come on, Mike. Is it not playing? I have no idea. Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> I just heard what's in the fucking... <laughs> That's good enough. Uh, so you do not need the full title of this game. That is hint number one. Respect the handle. Fueled by the revolutionary blank blank system, delivering truly authentic responsiveness and control. Blank. No. Blank combines the art of blank with the science of blank 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 to deliver the next generation of blank is this a fight night game it is is it is not okay is it need for speed it is not no way next no way definition... Brennan ever bought a need for speed game I know that that after started speaking, like, people would know. Not. The, 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 true, the true meta is knowing what games would be on my shelf. That's the true meta. Right, exactly. Uh, next definition visuals deliver stunning, realistic detail. Where's the horizon? No. <laughs> Shadow of Mordor. Right? No. Is on my shelf, not this game. Uh, blank blank system was I was blank blank that that is the most I can read here without revealing proper nouns watchdogs I don't know wait Maybe. can you see the beginning again I'm sorry yeah respect, respect the handle the handle the Twitter handle there's something you said in the next sentence, though, that like kind of rang a bell. Then, fueled, you know? by the, <laughs> fueled by the revolutionary blank blank system, the art versus the something. nemesis. <laughs> fueled by the revolutionary revolutionary blank blank system, delivering truly authentic responsiveness and control. Blank, ratchet and clank. No, blank. No. Oh shit! I didn't say um, Balan Wonderworld yet. No, you haven't, and it's not that responsiveness and control. That's what that game's known for. <laughs> realistic, realistic, uh, realistic graphics. graphics. Blank. Blur. Is this blur? It is not blur. Combines the art of blank with the science 
of blank blank to deliver the next generation of blank blank games. Oh man, I feel like this is pure. It's so it's got to be some sort of yearly entry. This is like an annualized entry game. Uh, FIFA. Who's to say? There's signs in FIFA. FIFA. The art of blank and the science of blank blank. blank, blank, blank. Throwing the art is throwing me off. Yeah. That's when why he said I respect the handle. Right. That's why I went NBA jams right off the bat. Yeah, right. And then I was thinking, all right, well, maybe handles is like a car game. That's why I, went I thought this was going to be a fighting a... game. Is this a fighting huh? game? Is this a fighting game? That's I mean, if the, if the panel wants me to answer that, is this broad question like racer soul caliber? Yeah, it's right. not soul caliber is not pocket bike racing. I thought this was going to be an easy one. Okay. I'm going to, ready I'm to ready your respect the handle. Not, I'm going to. Find another game as you're slowly on is not figuring this out. Is it what punch out? It is not punch out. No, is it is it a is it a fighting game though? Come on. Does the is panel it, want me to answer that question? Is it arms again? <laughs> no, it can't be arms. <laughs> Where the is science coming into play for all this? The science <laughs> of longer arms. <laughs> back the box for arms is like. Use your arms. Your arms, yeah. No. It's just the lyrics to the song. Oh, <laughs> can I Shazam that song? Oh, just by doing that myself. Yeah, go for probably. It. It's our uh, new segment. <laughs> I will. I will answer Todd's question. It is not mm-hmm. a fighting game. Okay. Is it, it a, a racing game? game? Does the panel want me to answer either of those questions? Sure. Yes. Why not? It is, yeah, not, well, a, well, it is so. not a racing game. It is a sports uh, game. It is a sports, oh, a sports game. Is it, bigger than a bre- is it bigger than a bread box? Is it MLB it's the show? FIFA? It is not MLB the show. It is not FIFA. It is not Does it whatever. look like it works at Subway? Is it Madden? I don't know how to answer Eric's question. <laughs> uh, is it Madden? Madden? It is uh, not Madden. Uh, is it technical? Oh, you know what? what? Is it not is it NHL? Is it NHL like 2K14 or something? It, it is no way. NHL doesn't do 2K games anymore. If somebody gets is it Mario full, Strikers, if somebody gets the full name of this game, they will get three points instead of one. You but said you respect the handle, right? Foot, uh, robot respect golf. the handle. Max Payne three. <laughs> respect <laughs> the handle. Oh, is it? Uh, uh, is it NBA Live? Oh seven. It is oh, NBA wait. Live 14. Dom gets the oh, point. Single you had the right year too, Eric. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just don't fucking get it. <laughs> I thought that was going to be an easy one when I was reading the Why box. Why would that be easy? What does handle mean, though, like as far as basketball goes? All handles. It's like, handles. like handles means yeah, dribbling. Yeah, yeah, handles, handle, you're handling. Can you read the art sentence with nothing blanked out? Yeah, I'll read the yeah, whole yeah. Thing with nothing the blanked art out. sentence makes no sense. Respect the handle fueled by the revolutionary bounce tech dribbling system. I couldn't read <laughs> that up. Left bounce tech in there. <laughs> I feel like, no, oh, because Dom got MVA jam off the bat. I couldn't, I couldn't leave that in. Yeah, off of uh, handle. <laughs> Delivering truly authentic responsiveness and control, NBA Live 14 combines the art of basketball and the science of EA Sports Ignite. So I had to the leave fact those. that they threw oh, science in the back of their like game is like insane. All right. Damn! Remember when they tried to put all their sports games on Ignite and then move them over to? But anyway, <laughs> Dom gets the point. Game number two. What's in the box? 
The truth will hurt. Ace Attorney. No. Blank is cursed with the psychic power of empathy. Uh, life oh, is life is colors. strange through colors. I don't know who I don't know who gets that first. Alan Wonderworld. It might be a tie. It might be. <laughs> it might be. That was like legit at the same time for me. Unless one of you wants to concede. If not, you both get a point. If concede. Wait, what? If we both get a point, then we both get a point. I don't give a fuck if Jesse gets a point. All right, here we go. We <laughs> right. both get a point. It was li- literally at the same time for me. My goal is just not have a goose egg. I don't care about anything else. The final game. Take blank, the- blank. Or blank, 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 blank. <laughs> the science of blankety, blank, blank, blank. I will say this is devil horns. I don't know if okay. anyone's going to get okay. this. This is devil horns. This is devil horns, devil horns. Uh, take oh, it's rock band four. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't ever do a rock band game. Like rock every band. back of the box oh, of God, rock band like... is rock the world. It's like, oh, I wonder what that is. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's it's brutal legend. Uh, take the netherworld's most acclaimed strategy RPG anywhere. Disgaea? Is it a Disgaea game? Is Gaia five? He has five for sure. Bang! Fucking Mr. Devilhorns over here. What's Mr. up, Mr. Devilhorns? Wow, the man who co-hosts an RPG podcast. Get the fuck right, out! Yeah, right. Bonus game, bonus game, bonus game. Real final game. Uh huh. Uh huh. The legendary blank blank returns. Epic Mickey. Slight <laughs> Cooper. Halo four. A no to all of those answers. Balan Wonderworld. Halo Infinite. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what did you say, Todd? Halo Infinite. You piece of shit. Yes, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Damn. Todd is keeping his fucking lead. That leaves us with a score of Todd with six. Dom pulled ahead, though. In Seoul, second place with four. Mike and Jesse tied in third with three. Eric pulling into fourth place with two points and cam hawkins rounding our scoreboard out with one point uh it's not bad not not a bad showing not a bad showing it just means that the two of you need to find another reason to come on again soon to get more points that's that's what it means you you need you need to to pull a halo infinite box too i'm not gonna lie i was like he's definitely gonna put that on (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think anyone would get that one just because it's like why would he have a physical copy wait yeah why do you have a box copy of that yeah that's that's a whole nother question right there the game ain't even on there. You just bought a coaster, man. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's the shelf has no logic. The things that are behind me in the shelves do not exist in a the realm that you only shelf. See. <laughs> I had every Halo game. I had to buy Halo Infinite. Um, anyways, before we wrap things up, uh, first of all, thank you both so much for coming on the show. Jesse and Eric, uh, take the moment here. Plug all the things you want to plug. Say the things you want to say as we coast on out of here. Jesse, you can have the floor first. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm Jesse Vitelli. Thank you for having me. Editor at Prima Games. You can find all my work over there uh, at some point. Um, but for the time being, you can find me on Twitter, at Jesse Vitelli, if you want to hang out there. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot to plug. I kind of just do this. You'll find me around the internet doing dumb shit. So, yeah. I mean, you definitely follow Jesse. You, you did write a book. Mm-hmm. I did write a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, people people can't buy that anymore, though, right? If you no. didn't pre-order, you're out. You're yeah, out of the loop. You're out Fucking of the loop. Clowns, you missed the boat. Yeah, 
that's a limited run. That's not on me. Uh, no. That book's coming out soon. It's supposed to be out in like two months. Heck yeah. So. Oh, is it that soon? Uh, they said end of January is was their target date, and like that probably means more like it'll ship in January and be out in like February. Oh yeah, I'm driving down just to get it signed. I'm just oh, driving yeah. to New York. I just, just finished my final edit on the book, so like I'm not hanging out with you. Like we're not doing anything else. I'm just coming down, getting it signed, and I'm driving back. Like it's gonna be yeah, like, totally grab me some spin back, grab me some other. It'll half, be like when you're when you're in prison and they like slide the food through like a slot. And you'll slide <laughs> yeah. the book and I'll sign it and then I'll slide it back through the slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm in I'm in gamer jail right now. We'll take a quick picture, like a quick like we'll, we'll we'll like have someone take a picture of the two of us like next to each other, just so like it's proof we, we saw each other. But then like mm-hmm. that's it. I just want I want the Twitter clout, and then I'm out. You know what I mean? So you'll you'll I'll put up a green screen, and you'll stand in front of a green screen, take a photo, and then you'll leave and go take a photo of me and on the green screen, and I'll just Photoshop us together. I mean that's even better. That's actually better. Like I want that instead. We don't so even have to be in the same room. That's how it has to happen. That's how it has to happen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're not following Jesse already, if you listen to this show for some reason and you don't follow Jesse, you're fucking up. I mean, if you don't follow Eric too, you're also fucking up. But like, Jesse is good shit and Jesse is hilarious. So you're fucking up if you don't follow Jesse. It's quality tweets. Quality tweets. If you follow me and you don't follow Jesse, you are fucking up. There's a problem yeah, there. Yeah, you are there's fucking a, up. There, there's a disconnect. Uh, 100%. <laughs> what about you, Eric? Uh, you can find me on Twitter just posting terrible things. I'm like currently debating whether to retweet this because I think it's too cursed, but I don't know. Uh, I'm at C Moosey, S-E-A-M-O-O-S-I. Uh, you can also find me by day over at Destructoid.com where I write a bunch of articles all the time and by night uh, at Normandy FM. That is at Normandy FM show on Twitter uh, or Normandy FM on all your podcast services where we are currently in the middle of our Final Fantasy X retrospective. Uh, actually nearing the end of it, we're doing Xanarkind as our next episode, so we're pretty close to the end. And what? you can also find me over at Axe of the Blood God at Blood God Pod or Axe of the Blood God on all your podcast services. Hell yeah. How do you and Ken decide the next game? Is it is it decided by you two or how <laughs> yeah, does, it, how it's does it decided work? by us? Um the way we originally structured it was Mass Effect was what we were going to do, Norm DFM. Mm-hmm. And then uh doing all the dragon age games was our stretch goal and then we hit that stretch goal so then we were like okay well we'll put more bioware games on there i guess and so that's how we ended up doing jade empire and once we got to jade empire we had been going for like two and a half years at that point Mm -hmm. uh because that's how long it takes to podcast your way through every mass effect (laughs) and every dragon age uh and by that point we were kind of sick of bioware games and so we were like, okay, you know, we'll still do some episodes and updates whenever there's big Bioware news. But how about we do uh, a completely different game? So Ken suggested Last of Us because he loves that series and I had never played it. So I was like, cool. Yeah. So we did all of The Last of Us. Uh, and then we were going to do Life is Strange because it would have actually lined up with True Colors that we would have started True Colors the week it came out. And we would have done like our first live play along retrospective. But the long story short is that I I am a straight white dude and Ken is a gay white dude. And we felt that for a series that is about not those people, <laughs> um, we couldn't get the, the folks on to guest and fill out the perspectives that we wanted to be able to do that justice. 
So then we were like, well, what do we do? Well, we both love Final Fantasy X. So now we're doing all of Final Fantasy X, which is X, X2, all the extended works, which in one of them, apparently Titus kicks a blitz ball that turns out to be a bomb and it blows him up and he dies. And that's canonically how he dies in that universe. So looking forward to that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, that's going to take us until at least like 2023 to finish. So somewhere this time next year, we'll probably start thinking, what do we do next? And we have a few ideas. We floated a few before. I want to make him play Fallout New Vegas or Vampire Lines. Uh, He wants to make me play not Fallout New Vegas. Uh, (laughs) I also think stuff like like Nier would be a fun one to do. Persona, we've talked about the idea of doing Persona before as well because it fits the structure that we use. Uh, so we'll see, see what happens. Also, by that point, like Baldur's Gate three might be fully out by the time we finish all this Final Fantasy ten stuff, and that is of high interest to both of us. So, yeah, or or Kotor or whatever. So, does Balan Wonderworld ever stand a chance of of getting a slot in there? Or no, it is. There's a lot of deep character development from stage to stage in there uh, Mm -hmm. that I really feel Balan and Lance, yeah. I feel we'd have to kick out the third chair and, and and bring you in and and have you sit in on those episodes to really do justice to I mean, the I Wonder could, World. I could definitely bring a certain perspective to those to those episodes. I mean, Jesse could That's come in and be only like people who's beaten it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. be the Tower of Tim's expert because he he's... yo Tower of Tim's fucking owns. I will defend the Tower of Tim's. This is the one good thing about that game. <laughs> No, there's the nothing good about Tim's. the game. There is nothing good about the game. There, Those teams there, are dumb. There's and they one don't know good thing about the game. It's it. the idea of Balan's boat, but everything else about Balan's boat is bad. <laughs> the concept of Balan fighting people is a good concept. Well, the Dragon Ball Z fight with JPEGs floating. Yeah, uh-huh. but it also is it's a, it's a button input that is never explained to you, and it doesn't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it doesn't make it explicitly clear when you are supposed to press the button, so you always it's, fail. It's a one button game, Brendan. You know, you got to really put it together. It sounds like you need to get yeah. good. Nah. If I if I was going to be the main character of an anime, I would be one button man apparently. That would be my anime. Honestly though, you know, Balan Wonderworld is probably one of the most accessible games this year. Like it can be played with one button. That's Yet it was up for no awards. Yet it was up for no awards. Yeah. Riddle me this, Mr. Keeley. Where's the where's the Yuji Naka erasure? Your face painted all Joker like, but it's the balance <laughs> colors, and you're wearing a top hat. Listen, the day that I am at a PAX or some other convention, and I see a really good Balan cosplay, because that's gonna happen, and I go up and like dance with that person, that is the day that I have truly ascended and have I I can I can leave this plane and exist in the astral plane. That's that's. Before day I, I go on stage, to. can you call me Balan? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, there is no better way to end the show with 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 a Balan bout. Uh, you can find everything we do at pastcontroller.io. You can find me at Bgroom. You can find Todd at Toddy underscore by nature. You can find Mike at underscore Michaelpath. You can find Dom at PTC underscore one little spark. And again, thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Eric, so much for coming on. It will surely not be the last time. And for all you listening out there, we appreciate you. Until next time.